Well, Merry Christmas. It is so good to be with you. Glad you're all here this morning. Those of you who normally worship in the CLC, we're glad you found it up here. We'll be back there next week. Don't worry. Uh, But glad we can all be together this weekend as we wrap up our series, Once Upon a Christmas. I have loved this series, and I hope you have too. We've been telling the little stories of Christmas. Uh, The little untold stories of Christmas that give us a window into the big story. Uh, We told the little story of Anna, the widow who had waited 60 years for God to send the rescue to Israel. We told the little story of a servant girl in Herod's household who met the wise men and heard the prophecies. We even told Herod's little story about why he did what he did. And, and, and the principle along the way is that by telling the little stories of Christmas, we can learn something about the big story of Christmas. And I was super excited for today. Uh, man, the story we had chosen for today was going to be great. Uh, we were going to hear uh, the story from some of the characters that we meet in the Bible in Luke chapter 2. Here's how Luke chapter 2 tells the story. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room for them. And there were shepherds living in a field nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be the cause of great joy for all the people. Because today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Well, let's, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love 
Luke chapter 2. It's sort of the heart of the Christmas story, which is why I had been so excited for the final story in today's Once Upon a Christmas series. Today, we were supposed to hear the story of the shepherds. In fact, we'd even worked really hard to arrange for them to be here in person and tell their story themselves. I had so many questions I wanted to ask them, like, what does exactly does an army of angels sound like when they sing? And did they lose any sheep when they ran off to Bethlehem and left their sheep in the fields? It was going to be a great day today. Unfortunately, none of that is going to happen. In fact, just this week, We received the following certified letter from their booking agent and legal representative. And my lawyers tell me that I have to actually read the letter to the congregation. So this is awkward, but apparently it's a legal requirement. So here we go. This is the letter they sent. To the official legal representatives of First Christian Church, we regret to inform you that our clients, hereafter referred to as the shepherds, will not be willing to tell their story as a part of your series, Once Upon a Christmas. While they had been excited to participate when we negotiated in good faith for their appearance and interview following their story, they have been disappointed in the marketing that your team has chosen to pursue. Specifically, they are concerned about the phrase, telling the little stories of Christmas to better understand the big story. For while this phrase may accurately reflect the story of Anna, the lonely widow who waited 60 years for the consolation of Israel, or it may reflect the story of Herod, who my clients insist shouldn't be part of a Christmas series anyway, it definitely does not describe my clients, who are the shepherds. They are decidedly not one of the little stories of Christmas. As evidence, consider the following cultural exhibits. Manger scene in a regional state capital. Manger scene of, by the Veggie Tales. Manger scene of Legos. My clients would ask that you notice the absence of Anna or the servant girl or Herod in these scenes and that my clients are present in every single one. This is because those other characters are properly described as little and untold stories of Christmas, while my clients are properly described as co-stars of the big story. Uh, For further cultural evidence, please notice that my clients, the shepherds, feature prominently in dozens of Christmas songs, including but not limited to Rise Up, Shepherd, and Follow, Go Tell It on the Mountain, What Child Is This, Do You Hear What I Hear, Angels We Have Heard on High, The First Noel, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, and many, many more. Finally, My clients invite you to consider the biblical evidence. Uh, My clients, the shepherds, were the first to hear that the Messiah had been born. Others heard prophecies or promises from angels in their dreams. The shepherds heard the announcement. While they concede, of course, that technically the baby's parents already knew that the baby had been born, it was the shepherds who were the first to hear the news announced. It was not religious officials or scribes or Pharisees or city leaders, but it was the outcasts on the edge of the city who first heard from the angels that the good news had come to everyone. 
It was my clients, the shepherds, who heard the angels say, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now this is a big deal. Because unlike Anna, who'd been waiting in the temple, remembering the promise and trusting God to provide, my clients, the shepherds, had, well, they'd forgotten. They were just trying to make it through the night and not lose any sheep and pay the bills and raise their children and hold their family together. They'd forgotten that you even could put your hope in God. Or you even could look to God. And none of them were ever in the synagogue very regularly to be reminded. And they couldn't worship at the temple because they were unclean from their busy jobs. I guess my clients were just like most people today. They lived busy lives. Without much hope beyond the life they lived. And unless someone had gone to them with the message that hope was real, well, they would have just missed it. But God made sure the shepherds didn't miss it. By sending messengers there in the middle of the night, interrupting them at work so that they would hear that the good news was for everyone. Furthermore, it's significant that my clients, the shepherds, were the first to meet the baby Jesus. Again, one can hardly count the mother and father as meeting the baby. Anna, whose story you properly described as a little story, she wasn't even even in the first dozen of people to meet the baby Jesus. That is a little story. 25th person to meet Jesus. But that can't apply to my clients. They were the first to meet Jesus. That is not little story material. That is big story material. And notice, this meeting that happened with Jesus, they had to risk something to make this meeting happen. As one of my clients wrote to me when they heard about your rude and insulting marketing strategy, uh, they wrote, We made Jesus more important than our jobs that night. We made Jesus more important than our lives and our livelihood. We left the fields to meet Jesus just as his later followers would leave their nets to follow Jesus. We were the very first ones to realize that following Jesus is always a loyalty question that Jesus asks that we forsake all other loyalties, all other loves, all other demands, and follow only him. We were the ones that night willing to risk our sleep and our sheep so that we could meet Jesus. Finally, If you examine the biblical evidence, you will see that other than angelic beings and dreams, my clients were the first to announce the arrival of the Messiah to save 
the whole world. As your biblical author writes, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now certainly I mean no offense against the Holy Mother Mary, but you will notice that she only treasured these things and pondered them. It was my clients, the shepherds, that told people. They were the very first to announce that they had seen something worth talking about. That something had happened that would change every single person's lives. You see, they knew if someone hadn't come and told them, if someone hadn't interrupted their life to tell them that the promised Messiah was come, well, they would have missed it. They would have just stayed busy with their lives and missed the possibility that you could still find hope in God. They would have missed it if nobody had told them. And so they knew they were obligated to tell others so that no one around them would miss the truth that there was hope in the world. And it was God. I hope that I do not have to remind the legal representatives of First Christian Church that the work of hearing about Jesus and responding to Jesus and then telling others about Jesus is not incidental to the gospel. It is essential to the gospel. It's how the gospel works. It is heard and responded to and then announced again. And my clients, the shepherds, are in fact the example for every Christian today to follow. They heard, they responded, and then they announced. Even in your day, the good news must be heard. Those who want to follow Jesus must respond to the gospel, choosing to lay down all other earthly encumbrances so that their one remaining allegiance is Jesus. And then, having seen that the good news is true, having met Christ for themselves, they are called to announce this hope with those around them, to interrupt the lives of their friends and neighbors so that they will know that there is still hope to be found in God. That is the story of the shepherds. And it is at the very heart of the big story of the good news of Christmas. Therefore, it is with great regret that we inform you that my clients, the shepherds, will not be participating in your Once Upon a Christmas series, for they do not have a little story to tell. They only have the big story to tell. Sincerely, the Bethlehem Talent Agency, on behalf of the shepherds. So, wow. Yeah, listen, I am so sorry. I mean, clearly, uh, I have offended the shepherds. Uh, 
and I blew for all of us an opportunity to meet them live and get to know them. And, but, but in my defense, who knew they were so sensitive, you know? I thought it was a clever little line. How could I have known? And, and in case they're watching this, you know, we stream this on Facebook and YouTube. In case they're watching, shepherds, yes, I absolutely acknowledge you don't have a little story. You have a super big story. We all agree the shepherds are very important, you know. But I hope you can see why if they had come, it would have been a great day. I hope you can see why I was super excited about letting the shepherds tell their story. The first to hear, the first to go, the first to tell. The shepherds got to do first all the things that that are still for us to do because uh, their legal representative is exactly right about the importance of the example of the shepherds. Still today, for each one of us, the work of hearing the good news of Jesus is essential to what God wants to do in your life. Hearing the good news of Jesus is essential to what God wants to do in your life, okay? There is not a version of what God wants to do in your life that does not include you listening to the teaching and gospel of Jesus Christ. And so as we head into a new year, I'm just curious, what's your strategy for being open? Are angels going to have to interrupt you in the middle of the night for you to pay attention to the fact that the whole world has changed? Because if all this Jesus stuff is true, like resurrection and Son of God, if all that is true, it's the most significant thing in the universe. Are are you going to slow down long enough to pay attention and hear the gospel? Maybe you're going to read through the book of Luke. You could just pick up where we left off right after the Christmas story and just read the rest of the book of Luke. Say, I'm going to listen for the good news about Jesus. Because the example of the shepherds, they're right. It still works that way. And it still is true that responding to God is essential to letting God transform your life. Every one of us has to decide whether we're going to go meet Jesus or not. The shepherds had to decide whether or not to leave the sheep. James and John had to decide whether or not to leave their nets. Levi had to decide whether or not to leave his money tables. The rich young ruler had to decide whether or not to leave his wealth. The younger brother had to decide whether or not to leave his family. Everybody who ever has wanted to follow Jesus has something they have to let go of to put Jesus first. The story of the shepherds is so essential because it shows that from the very beginning, Jesus asked for his followers to give him total allegiance. And it's really easy to figure out what you need to let go of in order to follow Jesus more fully. Just ask yourself, what do you not want to let go of? You know, what's the one thing you're not willing to, if Jesus asked for that, you wouldn't give it to him. Well, that's the one thing you better let go of. Because that's the thing that stands in a way. And of course, 
the example of the shepherds as people who tell others, well, that's still ours to follow too. Ate breakfast with some guys from the church on Friday. We're talking about a bunch of different stuff. In the middle of it, one of them told this story. He said, oh, did you hear that so-and-so came to the Christmas Eve services? Like, oh, no, that's fine, great, blah, blah. Well, how did they make it here? He said, well, I asked them the same question. Why were they here? They don't go to church. And they said, well, we're here because somebody else invited us. So two things about that. Number one, good on you, because somebody invited them to church, and they came. And number two, apparently, inviting people to church still works. Who knew? In fact, it's the only thing that ever has worked, Right? is that you see something about Jesus and you recognize this isn't just for me, this is for everybody else. And if somebody doesn't interrupt their lives, they're just so busy with going to work and paying the bills and raising their kids and making friends and that they'll never stop to pay attention to the fact that there is still hope to be found in God unless you go and tell them. So man, I wish the shepherds could have come today because I wanted you to hear their story. Because their story is the story that God is asking everyone I know to follow. To hear from Jesus. To let go of whatever's holding them back and come to Jesus. Make Jesus the most important part of their life. And then go tell somebody else. There's one other reason I did want you to meet him. Um... And, and that's just because, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of, you know, well, really, it's just a wonder the shepherds were ever included in the story at all. They were dirt poor. They were religious outcasts, social outcasts, cultural outcasts. They lived with their sheep because they were too poor to build a barn or a fence or even have any other place to live. They lived with the sheep. They were ritually unclean, so they couldn't worship with their community. They were dirt poor, so they were economic outcasts. They were uneducated, so they were cultural outcasts. I wanted you to just meet them so you could just kind of have this moment where you would say, if God went to them first, and they followed first, and they announced First, if God is really in the business of redeeming and saving and rescuing them, well, then God really is for everybody. I have a feeling if you met the shepherds, you would think to yourself, well, if God loves them enough to send angels, maybe God does love me. Maybe God can forgive me. Maybe God can give me a second chance. Maybe God can include me. Maybe God does have a place for me in God's kingdom. In fact, I'm actually quite convinced that's why God went to the shepherds. So nobody would ever accuse God of playing favorites. And everybody would know God went to the least of these as his first evangelist so that when they said the good news was for everyone, you couldn't help but believe it. I wish the shepherds could have been here today so that you would know that their lives are our example.
that we would hear the gospel, respond to it in faith, and then tell everybody we know that the Savior of the world has come for everybody. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much for the story of the shepherds. A story that just, just its very existence reminds us that you came for us. Outcasts, forgotten, unclean us. And that you call us to you to lay down our lives and our livelihood and put you above all else. And then when we have met you, you call us out to testify. Do that in our lives today, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.